0: Hey everybody uh welcome back to another world building bonus episode um this is the second one of our july uh world anvil summer camp 2019 sort of tie-in episodes and uh this time i'm joined by amy hello how's it going
1: pretty good
0: cool how are you yeah not bad not bad I'm vaguely awake, which is a good start <laughs> yeah um, it's it's
1: not surprising in this heat to be fair. it's
0: it's super warm it's real warm i've I've got windows open as well, so like apologies to any listeners if you just randomly hear cars going past it's probably on the recording um but like there's no way I'm closing my windows in this heat <laughs> nope, you need the circulation <laughs> yeah this like my my office slash studio turns into like it turns into a sauna in this kind of heat i mean what is it now i'll just look at my phone my phone is telling me it's 28 degrees which is like i don't do well in anything over like 22
1: <laughs> i am the same yeah and i am at the opposite end of the country from you <laughs> <laughs> and it's exactly the same temperature with a slight breeze
0: at least you've got a breeze all i've got is like the burning heat of the sun <laughs> <laughs> and, and like a slight desire to kill myself. Like, <laughs> on,
1: a, on a practical note, all of my washing will be dry today. <laughs> all of my laundry will get get dried. That's, Yay! Yeah,
0: that's small miracles then. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, today uh, we're going to be talking um, about uh, one specific. Um, thing rather than, last time me and Eden kind of went through a couple of um, couple of the, the sort of challenge prompts from uh, World Anvil Summer Camp 2019 we are going to be doing um, this is going to be sort of based on one of those prompts but uh, we're going to sort of I think take the whole episode because it's a bit of a bigger sort of topic and it's something I've wanted to sort of talk about for a while um, so the prompt given is write about a conflict that shaped the political climate of your world now uh, in sort of passing a couple of times and sort of in, actually in the character backstory of uh, Jason's character, Enerve, uh we've mentioned this uh, event called the Demon War a couple of times. So I figured what we'd do, we could um, spend this episode sort of kind of just coming up with a few of the kind of the background details and sort of fleshing out the ideas that I've already sort of, sort of got for that. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Conflicts are always fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm not saying we need to sit down and like come up with every single battle and event of the war, but you know. <laughs> it's, no, but yeah. you can have
1: like the broad, the broad strokes of like the beginning, the middle, and how mm. it ended, kind of thing, and like the main, the main parties involved, and that leave it at that kind of. Yeah, and if you want to later on, you can flesh out those further.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, it's, it can always add in more more detail there's that's the like you say the cool thing with sort of conflicts and war is that there's a lot of potential for sort of drama and like stuff mm, that went and, on
1: and self-enclosed stories within that as well so
0: mm, you have yeah. like
1: battles that didn't actually involve didn't actually rip, have ripple effects elsewhere they were just self-contained
0: mm.
1: that's also quite fun
0: So I think probably a good place to start is I can just sort of run down the the details that I've already got, and then we can sort of build on those. Um, Yes. So I've got kind of like a time frame for it. Uh, In our sort of (laughs) in-fiction kind of timeline, the the sort of what you call the current year, as in where we're playing our D&D games, Mm -hmm. is uh, 1307. And... I had the war running from uh, 1240 to 1247. So kind of ending about 60 years before our sort of current time frame. Because mm-hmm. um, in my head that was sort of like, okay, you know, we can have some people, like older people who are around us to remember it, especially if they're like elves and, you know, longer lived sort of people. Yes, um,
1: those have have had survived and lived a happy yeah life. yeah
0: but they had first hand experience of it but also it's kind of been long enough that there's been some sort of there's been some reconstruction and you know the younger generations they've heard of it but they don't know all about it so maybe there's there's room there for sort of people who haven't learned the lessons because they weren't there if that makes sense yeah, um, yeah. which i realize is there's unintended sort of (laughs) parallels to some stuff that's going on in the world at the moment um that wasn't on purpose it was just like oh that'd be cool for drama and then like three years has gone by and it's like oh that's kind of happening yep yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) everyone on both sides of the pond are just thinking yeah
0: Yep. They need to stop reading my D&D notes is what they need to do. <laughs> These are, It's meant to be a game. It's not a plan for action. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I say, it, it kind of ended about 60 years before where we currently are. Um, the sort of the main... Uh, I've, I've, got, I've only got a really vague idea of the start. So that's probably mm-hmm. going to be, I think, where we can put a lot of sort of a lot of thought into Um in terms of kind of events that happened during it um, these are mainly tied in because I've sort of already written little articles about some places and characters so I was like okay I should probably put a thing that happened in the war in there um, yeah the first one I've got is going to be three years after the start of the war um, the elven settlement of uh, Torilas was destroyed and that was where uh, Jason's character and lived with his family he managed to escape but they were all killed Mm -hmm. that's about as far as i've got for (laughs) details on that it's just that it was destroyed Mm -hmm. um the only other event i've got really is as in terms of like battles and sieges and things um other than a kind of vague idea for the end but i'll get to that um trying not to ramble here but (laughs) um (laughs) is that Again, about a year before the start of the war, there was a siege of uh, the village of Ereveil, which is the the sort of setting of our first little story arc on the podcast. Um, And I kind of thought that would be kind of a cool thing because I sort of tied it into uh, the relics that they were kind of defending at the start of the second arc um, because they were the relics of a wizard who helped defend the town during that. Mm -hmm. um and again all i've got sort of written for that was like he defended the temple where the you know the villagers were taking shelter and the people survived because of that so that's really the two kind of non-battle sort of events i've come up with i have kind of got a bit of a a bit of an idea of how the 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 war kind of ended um but i think we can get to that once we've sort of um sort of fleshed out who the sort of participants were and that i think Mm -hmm. Um, so in my head, it's been kind of, it's like the title, the demon war, it's like a literal title, like the, the, the sort of the forces of order were fighting against these sort of demonic incursions being created by these cults, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they, they just weren't prepared for that kind of, that kind of war, if you know what I mean. So hence there was a lot of kind of, especially early on, there was a lot of kind of deaths and things because... The army was sort of prepared to fight an army to begin with and not kind it's, of like they got a
1: band of cultists with magic and demons yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah i mean for one they weren't prepared for demons but <laughs> you know do yeah. you know the cultists are sort of they can hide in plain sight sort of almost and they can infiltrate and stuff and you know Yeah, they then... look like
1: gen- general monks mm. or or like holy men but really they they are the the dark the dark side
0: yeah yeah and i I figured like the i mean other than sort of wanting power by you know from their demonic masters they were kind of the the cults are sort of just you know had the general kind of objective of just causing chaos and want on destruction because they think maybe that's what their masters want but as a result they're like yeah we'll take down the country
1: (laughs) i mean you could have it like um there's maybe one like prime demon that's controlling these lesser demons that are Hmm. infiltrating the cultists
0: maybe he was the the first demon who was summoned or something
1: yeah and he's just wanting to sow complete um anarchy Hmm. kind of thing and he's just basically being this puppet of anarchy behind the scenes but he but he has all his little like cultists yeah blinded by the fact that blinded by like grandeur and um
0: promises of power sort of thing yeah and like
1: you'll get if you help us like do this you'll get to rule that you'll have your pick of where you want to rule you'll have your pick of castles or lands or ladies or whatever you desire kind of thing yeah yeah. and you just basically is just wanting to sow anarchy and destruction
0: i i mean believe it or not i've kind of got a little bit of that already in my notes just not particularly fleshed out <laughs> i have yeah i have got a name for him and everything um Ooh. yeah exactly i called him well I, I don't know i can't remember where i got this from it might have just been like slam random syllables together till they make a name <laughs> but i've got written uh i've got my notes book, my notebook in front of me i've got written the archdemon valgorath
1: Ooh, i like that yeah. i like the whole archdemon algarath I yeah like there's
0: a little bit like, of uh dragon age sort of sounding in there with yeah. the archdemon i know you like your dragon age but um
1: <laughs> love it
0: yeah well i figured like if he's in charge of like sort of the forces of evil and demons and that you know he should be kind of like yeah he, archdemon has that connotation of like oh he's the big guy
1: yeah he's the he's the like he is like the commander of this like Particular regiment of demons, perhaps, but he's hmm. maybe got like there's maybe a obviously maybe another hierarchy of demon above him, or yeah, or maybe like well, the he's Lord not like
0: he wouldn't be in charge if they were still on like in like a you know, demonic plane. But here no. on the ways kind of clawed his way into like the prime material plane, he's the biggest game in town, kind of thing, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's like landed in this, he's he's literally came into this pond and he has he is big fish and he's like, ah. Oh. Mm. I am the big fish It's me, I'm in charge he's, now
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like I
1: can I'm the big fish, I can rule this plane And he's like stretching his wings Kind of thing mm. Like yeah let's do this And that's how maybe it all begins Like that Yeah, That summoning, that summoning of a demon Or that maybe, maybe it's an accidental summoning or, or maybe the siege of The siege that you have at the, Before the war breaks out Is maybe his summoning or, or was like part of
0: um, that. Well, the, the siege I had kind of written was actually you know that was it, only a year before the end of the war But oh
1: the end of the war sorry yeah, so, that's yeah, the no. start of the war sorry
0: um, I do like the accidental summoning angle though um, you know what come to think of it I had a I, like, I never kind of fleshed it out but like a while back I was kind of kicking around like a kind of adventure kind of hook thing um you know sort of as a potential storyline to do on the podcast mm-hmm. um that i don't think we're going to do so i can actually talk about it here uh and i was i was kind of like trying to think of a way to do you know every like sci-fi sl- sort of slash fantasy horror tv show always has like a time loop episode yeah um and i was stargate tra- yeah yeah oh, that's <laughs> amazing. One. That, yeah. Is, that is the best <laughs> in the middle ep- of my comedy backswing. episode yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: more the it's more the it's more tealuk's one because he, he that like, every time he resets it's the door in the face <laughs> and i feel so bad for the guy when the time that he eventually snaps and he's just, like slamming like the guy like vinnie him, yeah. jones in a in a watermelon kind of action like slamming this door into him uh, gotta, like, i've got i got to re-watch
0: shoo. that so it's been a while
1: see we're re-watching all of stargate right now so we're on season the re we We've just met the Tokra. Mm. Um, we're 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 that in the golden age of SG one. Yeah, in the golden <laughs> age of SG one. The golden <laughs> age ended when when Jack left.
0: Yeah, I mean so, yeah. I like um Ben Browder's character. I can't remember his <sighs> character's name, but like. I I do remember, and this is totally off-topic for what we're talking about, but whatever, it's a bonus (laughs) episode. (laughs) You people like Stargate, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I do, you know, they kind of tried to keep the stories big, but you could also tell that the budget had gone down just a tiny bit. So you ended with a lot of kind of bottle episode type things, um, which aren't necessarily a bad thing, but like it was just sort of, it was kind of, I just kind of picked up on it a bit.
1: Yeah, the other thing that it felt like was that with the I'd know, and this is no disrespect to Claudia Black and whatever the other guy's name because I can never remember. They're great actors, but it kind of felt like Farscape was kind of invading, and I love Farscape, but it kind of felt like my two favorite shows growing up had kind of merged, and like I had really, I couldn't really. It kind of threw me out every time I tried to watch an episode with them both in it because I just thought kept thinking of Farscape and yeah it's tough but, to sort of
0: separate especially like you say it's not like i mean it's fine if you see like one actor who's been in the thing and another thing you can be like oh that's the guy from really, and they're both
1: yeah, yeah and they're both the main characters it's and, the two leads both. coming over yeah it was, yeah it was just like ah this is really jarring yeah but yeah i never got into the whole ori yeah i didn't either um, i kind of dropped off after after jack had left
0: the the ori thing then was, it, the kind
1: of budget kind of started dropping after he completely he'd he was still a producer on it, I
0: think. Yeah, well, I, I think, think he was still involved was... and it would pop up every once in a while as like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hey, it's General. Little cameo. You know? um, hey,
1: I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I'm still involved. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, time loop. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, no, I was kind of trying to think how to do like a time loop sort of thing on the podcast and I'd come up with, uh, actually, you know what? Let me bring up my notes because um, I never throw anything away.
1: Uh, that's why i have tons of notepads filled mm, with scribbles
0: yeah well i i do need to like kind of digitize my notepads because like half of my notes are like typed up on um <laughs> on what do you call it
1: uh At world anvil
0: some of them are on world anvil like i i do need to do like a an export of my world anvil page you know just so i've actually got that as a separate thing as well mm-hmm. um but some of my notes are kind of on i can't find it where is it Please don't tell me I deleted it. Okay, well I don't know where that note is. So that's not great. Um, some of my notes on World Amber, like you say, some of the some of them are typed up as Word documents and then some of them are in notebooks, so it's sort of like I need to kind of have everything in one place, I think. Yeah. I also need to find out where the hell that note that I was talking about has gone anyway um so yeah the, i'll have to just try and remember then so the um the kind of general gist of like this story arc that we're not going to do now um just because I, I think we kind of ended up going in a slightly different direction at the end of the last kind of longer D story arc and it'd be mm-hmm. tough for me to kind of be like ah no this happens on the way it didn't really work um was that they were going to kind of get trapped in this sort of like illusion field in like a in this sort of little village and they would all kind of believe that they were villagers. Oh, yeah. And it was going to be like the looping kind of like last day before the village was destroyed. And which again, another reason I'm not doing it is that there's also kind of a whole story arc in a little bit of a story arc in the Adventure Zone uh, podcast. But that's they know who they are in that. But like the village keeps getting destroyed at the end of this loop. Mm. Um, But they would sort of they would kind of believe that they were villagers in it. So they'd all kind of taking on the roles of people in the town. Um, They wouldn't know who they were, but like at the end of each loop that had them roll like saving throws to see what they could remember of their previous lives. And uh, the sort of the general kind of plot of what was going on in the village was it was going to be like the harvest festival. And um, there was this sort of talented young boy who'd been chosen to go off to study magic because he, you know, he had sort of natural talent. Um, but he was sort of in love with this this girl, and in sort of a, a, a sort of, he wanted to sort of show off to her just before he was, you know, it's sort of the last night before he was going off to, to study. Yeah. So he was going to sort of summon a familiar for her to sort of stay with her and that, but he screws it up and summons this demon, and the demon kills everybody in the town.
1: Yes, this is a perfect so, uh, example. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we could tie that Not in or- and maybe the demon that he summons, um, like we won't do the, the looping thing anymore, obviously, but mm. maybe that event did happen.
1: Yeah, I mean it could have been like as simple as like you were you gave them a choice of two directions. Um oh, where was I going with this? No. I was thinking like they maybe like had met an N P C on the way and the NPC had maybe went one way and had stumbled across this village that this thing had happened. And you mm. could Maybe send word to them, kind of. oh look, no, uh, uh, no, my brain is not working. working <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, is crap. <laughs> we, we
0: would be. I mean, in in the kind of like timeline of the the podcast, we're we're sort of like I say, we're we're sixty years kind of past that. Yeah. Um. So with I'm thinking, what this happened maybe a year before the uh a year before the the war sort of kicked off, really. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, because the demon's sort of got to consolidate its power and stuff, and yeah, I don't know, there's a lot that sort of yeah, goes he's into got
1: that. to yeah, he's got to grow and and gather knowledge and intel and what's going on because demons are intelligent, so mm. they'll figure out the weak spots because he needs to understand what's going on around him before he can actually infiltrate it and yeah, get yeah. minions.
0: So I'm thinking uh, I do like the idea that maybe this this the boy kind of like. Okay, so maybe like he kind of summons this, accidentally summons this demon. Mm-hmm. Um, I we will fudge the details on how like summoning a familiar accidentally turned into like well, here's a big demon. It
1: could be but, he could have maybe bought like a, he maybe has like a. I'm assu- he's learning magic, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that maybe like the, the guy that was teaching him in the village, um, he'd need to have some level of capability. I'm assuming to go to school.
0: Well, I kind of thought um, that maybe like he had some natural talent, and maybe somebody was passing and was like, "Oh, you know, you ought to send your son to the uh... yeah." So maybe like he maybe. hasn't fully been like ass, you know assessed yet. Yeah. They just said, you know, oh, well, I'm going out of town. You know, I'm going back to the the big city. I'll take your son with you. Get him looked at by the wizard, sort of thing. Yeah. So he's maybe, kind of interpreted or... that as like, I'm going away to be a wizard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe like get sold like a trinket or something, or. They gave him a family heirloom that kind mm. of maybe enhances the the ability, like um, like as a keepsake or something. So like you take that, that'll keep you safe.
0: Maybe Granny he... always said,
1: "This keep you safe," and then that kind of like amplifies it.
0: What, like a kind of like anchor type thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: like a like a maybe like a special like amulet that they didn't realize was actually properly magical and granny was telling the truth when it said it protected her kind of thing or mm. or it had special abilities or something and maybe in his hands it just in his un, unexperienced hands he's maybe just amplified it in a wrong way that's caused the demon to be summoned instead of a familiar yeah, like it's gone yeah. haywire or something like maybe he knows how to do it the spell a basic spell like summoning that little familiar but this amulet kind of just completely blows out of proportion
0: what if he found like a spell book
1: oh that was a good way as well
0: and like he kind of mistranslated something
1: yeah that would work as well
0: so like he thought it was like oh yeah i could summon like an animal friend or i could summon this and it's like but he actually, the translation was like "unstoppable beast" or something.
1: <laughs> Unstoppable. He, he, tra- he mistranslated "friend" for "fiend."
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the wizard had spilled coffee on it, and it just like, oh damn it! You know, oh, that's yeah, fine. I know what I mean. Yeah, smudged the letter slightly. <laughs> yeah,
1: friend instead of fiend.
0: <laughs> yeah. So okay, so the, this demon summoned and it kills everybody in the village. Maybe it leaves the boy because it's like,
1: <gasps> or maybe he possesses the boy.
0: Afterwards, Ooh, maybe
1: to avoid detection.
0: Well, uh, this is okay. Well, let me sort of explain how I was going to do it in this storyline to see if he, I mean we could totally go with the possession thing. I like that, but in the storyline, I was going to have it be that the the, um, the boy his like one regret was that everybody got killed, but like all he wanted back was his one love his
1: girl. Yeah. But
0: when they found him, like, well, when they sort of found their way into the village and got trapped in the time loop. Um, the boy was he was would be in his like 80s now and like Mm. his health is failing and he's just trying to relive his last day in hopes that he can change it Mm. for the better he knows it's an illusion but like he's kind of like losing it a little bit and like when they break out of the illusion like they found his he's basically in like a little wizard's tower that has been (laughs) sort of set up on the edge of the village as like you know where he's kind of projecting the illusion from but like he's kind of lot, sort of lost his mind a little bit at this point yeah and um he sort of tells them his story and di- you know dies but like he's kind of he was going to be like super sort of remorseful and like he knew that he was the source of the mm-hmm. you know this was the demon that caused all the trouble and it was his I mean, fault you could
1: have it you but
0: could he never told anyone well. kind of thing
1: yeah I mean you could have it that way as well with the possession mm. um like every, i I imagine that not the the demon's gonna it's gonna take the demon time to get full control over him. Mm. So you could have it that there's like this whole year that he has is him wrestling with the demon, and like some good things are happening and some bad things are happening, and but it's slowly more the worse things are going on and he could be losing his mind and like I I kind of have this I had this image of um you remember the. That was that um, Stephen King movie, uh, Dreamcatcher. Oh, yeah. Where the guy yeah. like shuts off part of his mind and he's like stuck in this little part of his mind. And you could be like, the demon could torture him that way. Yeah. By like, um, this is quite fleshed out, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's so fine, like, so killing. I'll just copy-paste the text of Dreamcatcher into World Anvil and uh, we'll call it a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor poor whatever his name is stuck in part of his mind while a demon stalks around him and he mm. replays the, the worst moment of his life <laughs> every day.
0: So, so you're thinking then that the demon still summoned and killed everybody then sort of took over his body?
1: Because I'd imagine that he'd want to avoid detection as long as possible until he'd gathered enough strength to
0: have yeah. his own form. Um... Well, I'm kind of arguing and uh-ing back and forth about like like would he I mean he would kind of already have to be like just just to kind of fit into the mold of like within
1: mm.
0: a, a year or so he's like an archdemon type thing so he'd already be kind of powerful. Yeah. Um So, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of like the the summoning went wrong and like the the boy lost his, you know, the girl he loved was killed immediately, and then the village was destroyed. The demon kind of left him alive because it was like, no, you summoned me, so you will, yeah, no, you will do my bidding and better. like kind of forced him into
1: servitude. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. That's kind of that, that works better actually, because then he's got he's he has to de- wrestle with his own morality kind of thing as well. Mm. Like, oh, I've, I've to serve um, this monster.
0: I've actually, uh, I've actually kind of already written the article for the the village because I was like thinking like, that I'd be fun to sort of, you know, if I'm not going to do the thing anymore, I might as well just write an article. So mm. on our world anvil page, there's a um, there's a little article for a village called Moss Bell, which is going to be that was where it happened. Um, I read out what I've written. Okay, Moss Bell was a small farming village on the southern edge of the Forest of Reflection, to the north of Wild Meadow. Uh, In 1239, so I've already kind of thought this idea of like it was the year before. In 1239, a travelling merchant arrived in the village to discover that every single inhabitant had been mysteriously slaughtered by unknown assailants and were left rotting in the open air. It was determined that whatever attack took the lives of the villagers had taken place during the Midsummer Festival a couple of weeks previously, as many of the villagers' decorations for the festival were still in place. Um, subsequent to the burials of all its residents, Mossborough was not resettled and left to be reclaimed by nature. So I like the idea. The, the idea yeah. behind that was like, you know, it's a little, it's a this sort of little out of the way village um, that maybe didn't get it didn't get visitors very often at all. Maybe once every couple of weeks because it, you know, it's not on a main road or anything. It's just like kind of just this little place, and so this demon was you know kind of the perfect place for this demon to sort of (laughs) come in you know
1: yeah pop up it it popped up
0: (laughs) there was no kind of military or force to yeah it killed everybody and then took off and like people found the destruction and eventually sort of um they just like oh must have been bandits or something we don't know what happened here and they never know what happened there, but that was the... yeah. It could have been disease. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah, but that was where it started, sort of thing. But nobody really knew that.
1: Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of spooky as well, which is nice.
0: Hmm. So, it's like
1: ghost village.
0: Yeah, yeah. I kind of um in my head is a little bit like. I don't, have you played The Witcher Three?
1: I have. I have barely started. I have had the game for like over a year, and I've not sat down and like committed. <laughs> Yeah. I need to commit. Need it's just to, because um, PC gaming is too distracting.
0: Mm, I need to. I need to start another playthrough because I keep. I've done it a couple of times and I've gotten to the same place and I've gotten distracted by something else. Um, but I feel like it's my one problem of those ones is that I need forget. To, yeah. If I don't.
1: If I don't commit to it, like play it like day after day for like a couple of hours every day or something like that, I will forget mm. what I've done and be like, "Oh man, I have to start all over again. Where am <laughs> I? What have I got in my backpack? What potions have I got? What's all my skills again? Oh yeah.
0: crap." saying same, same what that's quest right. was I doing I've got to start again what
1: quest, what quest was I doing
0: <laughs> yeah but how many way,
1: quests have I got it, shit
0: <laughs> kind of near the beginning of Witcher 3 there's a sort of little abandoned village um, sort of within sort of around some trees I think there's like a well in the middle with a sort of ghost or something in it but that's not important but in my head I was kind of thinking like that's sort of how I was picturing this village of like not huge um, but when it was kind of it was sort of right on the edge of the forest um so they did hunting in the forest and then farming in the fields, sort of around there. Mm. Um but it was just sort of like it was a bunch of sort of small wooden houses in the in the sort of the eaves of the forest and then this all happened and it took a while before people kind of noticed it. Um I so it's,
1: it's, like a, it's just a self contained little town Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, everybody kinda of knows everybody. There's there's mainly, you know, maybe less than a hundred people living there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so to tie that into the main thing then. So that's kind of where this demon, uh, we're calling Valgaroth, you know, mm-hmm. slamming syllables together. <laughs> that's where he came into the world. About a year later, then he had kind of gathered some followers, and his maybe his his plan was immediately like, right, okay, chaos, destruction. I'm taking over this place. I need more, but the yeah, these fleshy things are weak. I need more. Mm. I need more from more of my I can, minions. I can... Yeah, yeah, how can I
1: convince more to follow me? Hmm.
0: So he sort of through his kind of like followers is sort of s- seeding these like sort of cults. Maybe he's forcing the young boy to sort of be at the beginning be his only recruitment sort of.
1: Yeah, tool. like maybe he like he's he's trying to gather all like the I'd imagine like all the vulnerable those that are like seeking Uh, help but there's like no yeah there's nothing there like maybe they try to get into like the church for for like um like the church always like helps the alms for the poor and things but because there's there's so much like poverty or whatever or been
0: turned away or something
1: yeah he's been turned away so they're like starving and everything and this the boy is going on it's like my master will help you kind of thing if you just come if you just come and listen to what he says Mm
0: Uh, he's kind of picking up vulnerable people who haven't got anywhere else to go sort of thing
1: and then like basically kind of like doing the whole brainwashing and like creating that cult of my math if we serve our master well he'll look after us Mm. our master our master saved us at our lowest points in our lives we're forever grateful for our master kind of thing
0: yeah and And they like he's got them convinced that the status quo is what's getting them down and this is the only route to like yeah
1: like the 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 old this way the system's working at the basically how most cults work mm. and most um anti-establishment things grassroots kind of start that whole um, pro, like they'll I can imagine they'll be doing like protesting or mm. or like um saying that the some of like the maybe the nobles or they'll be like trying to like th- like throw things at them it's like you're false you're false kind of things. Your way doesn't work. Our master looks after us. You, you people, you don't look after us at all. Yeah, you just leave us to die and blah blah blah. That kind of
0: like they're starting. It starts off with them just sort of starting trouble, and then as they grow and grow, they're
1: yeah. The mob starts to grow and grow and
0: grow, and those
1: in power are like, oh, the mob's turning, and the mob always has that potential Mm. to overflow.
0: And before, like, Um, yeah, but the the kind of the the sort of the (laughs) the the leaders and things think that yo it's just the the rabble of the mob but really it's just peasants yeah but it's put them down it's this sort of sinister it's actually being like kind of masterminded and like quite targeted sort of thing
1: yeah it's calculative as well it's like because i'd imagine the demon would have understanding of like all the the how easily manipulative these squishy things are mm. if he just whispers to the right person the right thing then they'll go and do this or if he whispers this to that person they'll maybe go and do that or that'll affect just basically kind of like kind of like a little finger just sowing the seeds of chaos with this choice of words or just a little nudge there
0: yeah, I'll just take yeah. this.
1: I'll just pinch this like bag of grain while the city's having a a grain shortage or something mm. and then I'll plant it in this noble's house and we'll expose him kind of thing as yeah. hoarding goods and stuff and just like sowing that seeds of dissent.
0: So that, that's kind of how um, it starts and then maybe it progresses to like them full on like terrorist sort of assassination sort of yeah, even, stuff. Yeah,
1: even clashing with like the, the city guard or whatever or mm. um, like uh, harassing Harassing nobles, like maybe not even like pelting them with like stuff, just like hurling abuse at them, and Mm. constantly like following them and badgering them, like things like that. Just being a nuisance.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, And all this time, like the the kind of the I don't know inner circle is probably not the right word, but like they're summoning in more demons.
1: Yeah, like he's training his his like his top cultists how to summon more demons or lesser demons lesser mm. demons than him maybe and uh like here we're pairing you with a demon that's your familiar
0: yeah but really as it's my, kind of the other way as around my
1: human is my familiar yeah kind of thing
0: <laughs> so He's i'm giving, thinking like yeah like so maybe like a year that so that whole first year is the sort of sowing seeds of kind of dissent and that and just generally kind of riling up the populace half some of them mm. maybe who don't realize that yeah this is a yeah, you know, they just think, oh yeah, you no, know, these people are making some good points.
1: Yeah, you know? but, well, yeah, because <laughs> leave means leave.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> oh god, let's not get into that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, yes. To be fair, yeah, That's a good example.
0: And then after On about a sides. year, there's like kind of like a fair amount of demons have been summoned in. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe the demon at that point, the the arch sees like he's sort of like it doesn't has no use for the boy anymore. Like the boy doesn't have the power, and he sort of. Yeah, casts him out, sort of thing. Um, but the boy is sort of ashamed and just kind of goes off and lives in quiet yeah, he's not worth, somewhere.
1: He's yeah, because de- all demons are prideful bastards too. So. Yeah, like you're you're not you're not you're you're worthless. Yeah, now he's got I've, stronger I've grown, followers. And I've, yeah, I've got stronger followers than you now, and you were just little. You were a pet. Mm. Now I don't want you anymore. I don't. I mean, I have no need for pets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's got bigger bigger fish to fry.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, so, yeah, after about a year then, so there's enough kind of demons and, like, the cultists have sort of grown in their power that they start kind of openly attacking, like, uh, trade maybe routes then and smaller yeah, maybe towns. That's,
1: maybe that's when your, um, like, terrorist, like, pinpoint attacks maybe happen. Mm. After that, when the demons are summoned and they... They start strategically, like there's rumors of demons attacking. Like it starts getting wind around that there's there, there's been reports of demons attacking places and then disappearing and can't find them. Yeah, we don't know how. We, then there was like another report, like a couple of weeks later, there's been another demon attack. Oh, we don't believe that. We don't believe that. Hmm. Another one, and then another one, and then another. One, like it just continues. Like and then it, they maybe accelerates.
0: Yeah, yeah, to totally. The point,
1: and then then there's like a whole army of demons and cultists at your doorstep
0: Mm, yeah i mean they're they're still kind of at that point sort of like just attacking sort of smaller towns and things but yeah yeah but then it gets to the point where people are afraid to sort of leave the big cities (coughs) um and even in the big cities it's you know there's sort of like this sort of paranoid kind of air of sort of like they could be anywhere we don't know who these people are and that
1: yeah i I mean i can imagine it like the whole a similar reaction to like when the Spanish flu happened or mm. the, when the plague happened that it started off in these small pockets and then these pockets got larger and larger and then of course uh, populations flee um I mean you'll have that trickle of people fleeing and then all of a sudden it's like a flood fleeing to the bigger cities mm. because it's kind of like that
0: yeah and I'm thinking like a lot of the like the smaller settlements get like completely cut off because like They were maybe surviving on like, hey, you know, passing traders, we, you know, they're fine. We know we expect them. But then the traders don't want to go on these like dangerous routes through the countryside. So these villages are sort of left to Mm -hmm. fend for themselves a bit. Um, um, I think still kind of speaking in vague terms, really, just kind of as it Mm. kind of as it kind of progresses, it becomes more and more like the army gets attacked. And they're just fully like unaware you know unprepared for demons so like they suffer a whole bunch of like losses maybe like some of the top generals are assassinated or something yes like Um, they actually
1: like infiltrate further up the the chain maybe as well
0: yeah yeah
1: like they they're like oh this holy man has came and he's trying to like he appears that he's trying to help them and when in fact he's just maybe a spy Mm. who has a demon who can summon a demon at any time
0: maybe like, like um one of the uh so yeah like kind of as the cult sort of influence has kind of gone on to so maybe the cults have attracted a few kind of powerful individuals who maybe yeah. were so like kind of wizards who were powerful um but had been kind of like they'd they'd cast out of the of the arcanium or whatever for oh, yeah, like practicing unnatural yeah disgraced yeah. wizards and stuff so people who have got a lot of power or maybe like they broke them out of prison or something um you could do both really you yeah, could is... have
1: like ones that have defected already and then told mm. the demon of like a prison where he could find more willing recruits
0: yeah yeah both. Um, so as it goes okay so the, the, the other <coughs> thing I haven't mentioned before is I kind of got a little bit of an idea of how the whole thing ends mm-hmm. um, so th- I kind of came up with this while I was writing the, the sort of backstory of the, like the current king if that makes sense because i was kind of mm-hmm. making a page for the royal family and you know, family tree and oh, everything yeah. and that um so i had this idea that maybe um the the current king who's like i've got him as 77 like he was the one to sort of end the war when he was like a young young man okay. um so like i'm i'm getting the sort of the, the general kind of vague idea i had was like it's it's getting towards well they didn't know it was the last year of the war but like you know the army and the 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 sort of the forces of good whatever you want to call them um they're they're quite demoralized and that by this point you know this this sort of strife and that has kind of crossed the land for years at this point and like they're surviving in the capitals but like things are isn't you know in the big cities but things isn't things isn't things aren't great kind of thing Mm -hmm. and like they're kind of holding their own but they're not really doing that great you know they're not making
1: every day is a struggle yeah Every yeah. every day is a struggle
0: like they're they're winning some battles, but like they're also losing others and things, so things aren't great and the the sort of the son of the king who's now our current king um sort of had sort of grown up on stories of like oh these you know, pr- you know virtuous adventurers and everything defending the kingdom and things um he's gotten to about the age of sort of sixteen seventeen. And sort of against the wishes of his father, had kind of gathered this kind of little group of sort of people around about that age who you know he trusted, and that as like right now we're going to make a difference, and sort of you know basically, yeah. <laughs> basically made an <laughs> nice. adventuring party, um, <laughs> um, and they, they kind of like they they kind of had a couple of like quite symbolic sort of victories and kind of turned the tide of like morale of the army and that yeah.
1: They're kind of kind. It kind of makes me feel of like the Rohirrim and the the horse lords in Lord of the Rings, where they could just like pop up out of nowhere if they're on grass and just completely like cut Mm,
0: through. Yeah, yeah. Like like they they, he he'd sort of like uh, by operating with like a kind of small kind of adventuring party rather than like okay no we need to move the army to here. They were able to sort of I don't know kind of not embarrass but you know what I mean do some stuff that wasn't. That, that hadn't been done before and like kind of score a couple of kind of good hits <laughs> against the demons
1: out tactic um, the actual tacticians on yeah, the side
0: yeah <laughs> so i again i've kind of kept it vague but i would kind of written that they they sort of through these sort of actions they kind of rallied the sort of flagging forces of the armies and um again this is this is more kind of like i'm basically like telling the vague story of like a dnd campaign that we didn't play um they kind of found out where the archdemon had sort of situated himself mm-hmm. and managed to sort of convince the remaining generals and that that um you know we can we can put an end to this sort of thing we just need to go go deal with this archdemon if we can so they kind of lead an army and i, I it, i'd said that i'd kind of written that the the archdemon had sort of set up um a sort of fortress, like the last place people would think, like right in the the kind of uh, the wastes. You know, the sort of I don't know if you remember the map, but there's this kind of big sort of magical sort of deserty area to the east. Oh yeah. Um, so he's kind of set up a sort of stronghold in like the ruins of a, d- a dwarven city, kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of directing the whole thing from there, and they they kind of figure out that that's where he is. Lead an army, and sort of he's eventually defeated, sort of thing um that's kind of again i've kept it kept the the details a bit vague on that really but well
1: the desert makes sense because if he's like a, if he wants anarchy and destruction the what is the desert is a perfect wasteland almost. Mm. so it's like this is my i can imagine him like finding this dwarven si- this old dwarven city and being like this is where i'm going to sit yeah i can see my the the, the as far as the eye can see you can see this is my mm. domain kind of thing <laughs> and it will stretch further and further as my forces like
0: well the, like the thing with these wastes as well is that they're kind of the result of like a, a kind of magical catastrophe like thousands of years ago so the whole land um, has kind of like got this sort of swirling sort of magical kind of infusion to it um so maybe he's yeah, so he's like he sustaining feels- himself and drawing power like growing in power from like being yeah, in these wastes, like- sort of thing
1: or maybe it's like it's it's kind of like i i don't know if it make him maybe it does make him stronger i mean it could be like his like food source almost mm. that's like where he like he feels comfortable and soothed and uh, he's just like nothing can harm me in this dome like
0: yeah like it could be like it's a more comfortable environment for him than yeah just the regular I mean, non-magically infused have it, area
1: <laughs> you could have it that it's like a like within the dwarven city, there's like a space where it's, where those magical energies are like intertwining, almost like the epicenter. They're kind it, of being of drawn the, like, down to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, in yeah. my head, I was thinking that the 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 dwarven city is kind of like a big, kind of open sort of pit mine sort of thing, mm. and like right at the bottom is where they've kind of they built their hall. You know, it was like the king's hall, so yeah. that's where he's um, sort of set himself yeah, up. Yeah, that's
1: that's very accurate that's yeah that's definitely like the best way to put yeah so <laughs> you're in a is very kind of... deep dark hole yeah <laughs> <laughs> open to the elements and literally all you need to do is just burst through the roof of that of that hall and yeah that demon is just like yeah hi <laughs>
0: <laughs> well maybe the um, the geography of the pit though is like um you know because where it is in the middle of the waste like the city was there before the wastes were kind of formed. Oh, okay
1: so that you could have that as the epicenter of the yeah of the destruction then. but
0: where the um where the kind of the the sort of the pit is just something about how it's like a giant hole in the ground is like funneling this magical energy mm. down into it so that's why he's picked yeah. that he's like no this is i can this is my seat yeah i can <laughs> absorb so much get so fucking high here yeah pretty <laughs> so. much
1: yeah maybe that fuels even more that the, his 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 uh, his drive to cr- destroy and create mm. anarchy and things that it maybe's the this uh, magical energy is actually making his demon mind unbalanced and that's yeah. why maybe their fail his his actual dream is failing in the in the following years of the war. Mm. Like maybe he, he's not like expanding his arm his
0: well his I, wasteland. I, I was thinking well no, the, the wastes aren't his. If you know what oh, I mean, they okay. they were there before. But I'm thinking maybe where the wastes have kind of got this sort of magical kind of like infusion sort of essence in everything and like on mm-hmm. the wind and everything, maybe that makes it an easier place to summon demons anyway, because it's sort of the barriers between realities are a little bit more flexible there because of all the magic in the air.
1: Oh yeah, that definitely makes more sense. Yeah.
0: Um, so maybe he's got like, the lar- you know, he's kind of pulled some of his forces back after these kind of failures that, that led by the sort of the young crown prince he's kind of Mm -hmm. pulled a lot of the demons back for now to
1: yeah protect his stronghold
0: so So that yeah um so sort of towards the bit where they're kind of like it said like no we'll lead an army most of the forces that he had left kind of in the main bit of the country were still just like mortal kind of cultists still doing their thing and that's where the army was able to gain ground back and be like no we can we can just hey we know how to crack skulls you know yeah (laughs) sort of thing
1: these 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 aren't wizards
0: yeah <laughs> i mean they're still dangerous you know they're still going to be magic yeah, and mean, that, wizards yeah. and, like evil bards <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but like um yeah but like the would actual you still, would okay, you still
1: ahead. have would they still have the ability to like summon the demon there a, a, Well, a demon there or would i think they so be told yeah you can't summon one no so I, they could still summon a demon but it would be like the at the um the last resort for them kind of thing they would
0: i think what i think initially that's what they were doing um but it's kind of like as it's kind of gone on and the 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 archdemon kind of found like oh you know maybe he strayed into the into the waste as part of like in that early year or something discovered like Mm -hmm. hey this is kind of like you know i'm getting something from this air so you know slowly kind of The kind of concentration of demons even though like they were ramping up the attacks and that that Mm -hmm. less and less of the demons were actually being summoned in the kind of like fertile lands more and more of them were just like well no this is easier if we just i will bring in my minions here where it's you know a more hospitable environment for them and then they would go into the you know head into the country to Do their attacks and things so as it started off they were like no we'll summon demons here and here and here and then it was like no we'll just we'll put them over there and then you know then they'll come in so he kind of like sort of (laughs) screwed himself out of that then because it got to a certain point where less and less of you know more of his demon forces as they were as they were pushed back in the main bit of the country ended up being kind of concentrated almost in one place sort of thing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds interesting
0: yeah Again, talking all kind of vague and everything, but like, I'm just kind of trying to think of like, okay, how, in terms of like, how 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 the war is going, like why how they're ending up with this being like a final showdown. I'm kind of thinking of like, I can't help but think of like, um, Return of the King and like that, and yeah, you know, everybody kind of ends up in one place at one point, sort of thing.
1: Um, I mean. You could have it that they figure out where well you've obviously you've got him where he, they figure out where he is and they rally forces to fight. Mm. You could have it that like Lord of the Rings, you create a distraction kind of thing for the demon to like send some forces towards them, and you can have like this infiltration pack. but you could have it that he simply want he simply captures the ki- the prince.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Oh no, and like as like the, as they were trying to infiltrate, he's actually caught him. And it's in his like pridefulness, he's like, You're just a squishy little thing. You're just a squishy little thing. And maybe the prince no I don't know, I don't know how he maybe kill him, but he could kill him that in that kind of context. But it's getting figuring out how he escaped,
0: um, yeah, um, are, I think that I think maybe that... I like it. I think it maybe adds like an extra wrinkle to it though, because mm. I, I kind of like the idea of um, there's a very oh. loud truck gone past, so apologies, <laughs> um, listeners, I'm not going to edit this. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, I kind of like the idea of like this kind of big, sort of final confrontational battle, like maybe like they've led that, as I said, they've kind of led the last kind of. Strongest forces um, from the country to um, sort of against the uh, the demon in in his like sort of stronghold. Then with the sort of the eye that like okay, the army will the army will meet his army, but we know that the king and his the 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 young crown prince and his kind of um, his motley crew of um misfits. Legally distinct <laughs> badasses. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um yep. they uh they they can they're a little bit more kind of manoeuvrable. Maybe there's like some plan of like okay no we the then we finally we've convinced the like the head of the Arcanium is gonna teleport you right in front of the, the King's Hall while the mm. army's distracted or something. You know, they they've got a plan mm. to get them in there while yeah. the army is engaging his army or something.
1: I mean, how, how are, are you having it that they have just randomly found the demon, or are you going to have like someone. Uh,
0: Maybe somebody talks. Like, at one well, of these. Well, I was these... thinking
1: you could have the boy talk. The, the original song. Oh, that's good. I like that. Like, talk. Like, they come, they find it. Like, the prince could find him or something, or like capture him and be like, you have information. And that way that's where they find out how this demon was summoned and how this whole thing happened mm, maybe and the prince had, could like, be at, like
0: at this point he'd been kind of like he'd been cast aside like maybe 3 4 years previously yeah and he'd been kind of living like a hermit in the mountains or something
1: yeah and hiding but still kind wow. of keeping
0: an eye an eye on like but like basically waiting for the demons to win and the world to end sort of thing mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then he sees the tide is starting to turn, and he kind of goes like, "No, I know where he is. I can, I can come forward. We can stop this." Like, even he, like he'd he'd kind of given in to despair, and he mm-hmm. suddenly sees like, oh, wait, no, they're actually making some gains here."
1: Yeah, he could maybe approach the prince like, like, "Prince, I have, I have information. Yeah, information." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah information. no, I like that. Like he like
0: his conscience suddenly got the better of him, and he he comes forward and. It's the crucial bit of, you know, sort of little bit of information that they needed, sort of thing.
1: And that would be why they go after. Because oh well, we so we just have to go for the demon. We don't have to go for. We're not. We yeah. The demons don't matter. It's the big guy that matters. Yeah, like he's the. We need to get him. I'm
0: not. uh, Yeah, I mean probably. I mean, maybe it's. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking like it's going to be like we knock that guy and all the others will die. I'm thinking it'd be yeah, more no, like. Yeah, no, it's
1: not going to be like that.
0: It'd be more like they kind of. They'd realise like all of them are going to be in. The worst of them are all going to be in one place. Yeah. We can cut the head off the snake sort of thing. And then and it's kind the of. the rest right. will retreat. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a mopping up sort of thing, you know. Like if we kill the worst of them, maybe we can at least get some breathing room to kind of finish this sort of thing you know rather than it being like <laughs> not everything's like a death star sort of thing but you know <laughs>
1: not uh, everything's like zombies <laughs> game of thrones
0: yeah um the the kind of i mean this is all in general terms With they sort of the I, I, I'm kind of tickled by the idea that we're playing our D and D, all of the D and D games we're recording, everything are in this like 60 years later thing. I like the idea that there was this big, massive, epic story that happened before, and it was like, yeah, no, this would be a big D and D campaign, you know. <laughs> but no, it's just that's not your story. That was that it happened, but like you know, <laughs> it was mm-hmm. sort of like you think of it like sort of, it's like like if it was, like, 50 years after the end of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, obviously, that, you know, Tolkien wrote stuff that was set after that. You know, there is a history after that. But, you know, the sort of, like, the big kind of, like, climactic battle where all the heroes were made and that has already happened. You know? <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know, something could not tickle me, but, you know what I mean? It's like, a, yeah, you know, we're, we're not going with the immediate sort of... um. The, the easy thing would be to be like, okay, this, you know, the campaign is happening during the conflict. Because it's a little, not cliched, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of like, it's kind of interesting to see where things are after that. You know, there's still yeah, it, stuff is it, going on. But, yeah,
1: and people have grudges against people who didn't fight and are like, oh, my grandfather said that he was a chicken. Kind mm. of like, oh, they were all cowards. They ran in their foxhole. Well, foxholes. But, <laughs> um, they just, Tuck tailed and run, mm. kind of thing. And I remember Baron so and so, he looked really good in armour. I tell you, he just was a beacon of hope, kind yeah.
0: of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and all the, these
1: like little stories of like, um,
0: there's a lot of room there I, to kind of write, like, you know, um, how did that, okay, so that this person was involved in the giant, you know, climactic battle, they're a hero. Did mm-hmm. they then fall from grace as they go on you know they make some bad decisions or whatever i mean i've already written as part of summer camp actually um <laughs> based on the conversation eden and i had on our last uh, bonus episode i kind of written the story of this um the the baron of rift view which is this sort of little kind of town kind of close to the waist actually but like the the current Baron is this sort of like almost like a gangster sort of like robber Baron (laughs) kind of guy who sort of owns everything in the town. And he's like, not a nice guy, but his, he was the younger son of the, his father was like a a legit hero who died in this final battle, (laughs) you know, in, of the war sort of thing. Um, and his older brother then became the, um, the Baron at, you know, a young age made a whole bunch of bad business decisions and meant that they lost a bunch of lost a lot of the land that they originally you know controlled as part of the barony and that you know to sell it for sort of pay their debts and things and then when his brother died of an illness he basically inherited a village but then in the village they found this new mineral sort of thing so he's now kind of rich again sort of thing so yeah Hooray. it's yeah but it's kind of he's not a good guy so it's sort of no. not really a good thing
1: <laughs> he's been but, hardened yeah
0: but it, i don't know I, I kind of like the idea that that's a kind of jumping off point is like the father was this like legitimate kind of like hero of like like kind of i don't know tough tough to say sort of like i don't know he's kind of he, he was like um i don't know like like uh what's his name
1: uh, are you thinking of um the guy from the hobbit except
0: opposite no i'm thinking of um uh the the king of rohan what's his name um
1: oh um oh god there's lots of mirrors
0: yeah no aimer is his nephew and eowyn is his niece and he is Mm. called we all know who i mean yeah
1: yes we all know (laughs) who you mean the one that was possessed by saruman
0: yeah yeah um In fact, actually, it's almost exactly his story, you know, he's a good, without the possession bit, you know, he was a good, he came to the aid of the king, you know, being Lord of the Rings Aragorn, but in this, you know, our story being, um, you know, the crown prince led his men in this final battle, but was killed by a demon sort of thing in the battle as opposed to being killed by the the witch king i guess but Mm. (laughs) yeah i don't know so yeah like he was a good man (laughs) he was a true hero but then his his eldest son was like you know he was also a good man but didn't have the smarts should we say Mm. and then his younger son had the smarts but lived kind of like this life of luxury until the family fortune was squandered then he inherited the the barony and was a bit it was in a big mess and now he's not a nice guy you know sort of thing so i don't know it's a long way of saying like, I like the idea of like we've had this kind of age of heroes and some of these heroes are still around and are still heroes some of them you know it maybe didn't end up so well and we get to see what happened there but
1: I'd yeah. imagine those that survive are very ancient though
0: like, um, they're, they're
1: very frail
0: yeah I mean it depends on the race though because um, 60 yeah, years actually, on I mean uh, I mean it depends yeah because I mean elves live yeah, pretty it dep- long it would depend yeah uh, I Jason's character. Let um, I me mean, just find the page because I can't remember the exact date. He was born. I mean, Jason's character is 127. Oh yeah. So he was already 67 when it happened. But
1: you uh, could have been fighting in it.
0: I well, suppose. yeah. We we kind of haven't really fleshed that out. I've kind of like the the pages I've got on our <laughs> on our world anvil page for the actual player characters are kind of a little bit sparse compared to everything else because. Um, I want to, for each of them, at some point, I do want to sit down with each of the players and go, like, right, let's flesh this out.
1: What do you um, actually do in your yeah. backstory?
0: But it's kind of a little bit sort of limited by the fact that the whole idea with uh, Eden's character is he doesn't know what his history is.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because he has amnesia, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so that's sort of why I just haven't gotten around to doing that yet. Um, but, yeah, no, so, I mean, Jason's character was alive and his family was killed in the war. So... It's, you know, there's definitely people around who remember it, especially, like, say, older elves and, and things like that. Mm. In fact, technically, I mean, coming up uh, next week, actually, we have our first episode of our pirate adventure, don't we? And, like, um, I think uh, Matt's character, he keeps it vague as to the age, but he told me in the end, and that, like, Matt's character, I think, would be, like, in his mid to late 20s when the war ended.
1: Oh, so he would have either being involved or being Mm. like in like a fact well not a factory but like yeah he would be like gathering food or um guarding food stores or something i don't imagine they would put
0: i think he he, think what he said was that he he his character was like the the world's oldest cabin boy so like he was in the navy or something (laughs) and never made it past the rank of cabin boy
1: (laughs) Yeah, he probably was. He probably was just a cabin boy. Yeah, so
0: like he was in the navy tired. doing navy <laughs> stuff was, during the war. He
1: was the he was the cabin boy in some like um officer's yacht or something. <laughs> and that's what he did.
0: Yeah, but like he was just I don't know for some reason never got promoted or just like completely mm. overlooked or whatever, but like yeah. I mean I can flip I mean matt could talk and flesh that out a bit, I suppose, but <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, there's characters that are around that were, you know, we're in this. That that was kind of like that was by design as well, really. Mm. More cars outside. Probably it's more distance. fun
1: as well because, as I said, like because it's a broad stroke look at the conflict. You can have these like individual, self-contained mm. battles or like skirmishes or yeah, or events yeah. that happen. You don't have to always have them link up with like other smaller points that link up with your big, uh, uh conflict is it's, it's that's the good thing about mm. like, having a conflict the time it makes everything else unstable and then when it finishes everything that's uns- everything's still unstable but there's some matter of like rebuilding and trying to get like yeah a return to order
0: oh for sure i mean i mean we've got seven years of like war there to like go like right okay yeah what happened here what happened here you know sort of thing um the, okay so the the only other thing i've kind of gotten in mind then really is to sort of just just kind of wrap this up because we are we have been going over an hour um Woo! was i think I, I like i like the details that we fleshed out in this It's it's been fun mm-hmm. um so it, again it's still we've been painting in broad strokes i think by and large but it's good because it, well, i think we have given like a good sort of shape to how the how the conflict happened um so just to kind of wrap it up i kind of have written sort of again, going back to the the sort of the biography of the king, if that makes sense, um, Mm. is that he, um, due to his sort of actions and, you know, killing the demon and all that, uh, he was sort of, the the people then, you know, the people loved him, he gained the respect of them, uh, the blessing of his father for putting an end to the conflict and um, became king a few years later. But he um, did marry uh, one of his fellow uh one another member of his um adventuring party his longtime love and she's now the queen oh so, yeah and they've got like i've got i mean i've got the royal family page here they've got a whole bunch of children and grandchildren um <laughs> but yeah no, that's, i've kind of tried to i mean i think you know you you've got a kind of sort of Put these like, okay, if I'm going to have the queen, if that's the age, there was a war, they were alive, what were they doing in the war? It's kind of how I was sort of thinking of it, mm-hmm. sort of thing. But yeah, so that's kind of, it ends with, <laughs> in a slightly cheesy a way, <laughs> with a wedding. A wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know. As
1: it should, yeah, as you it know. should
0: further reinforcing the fact that yes this was (laughs) this was the true heroic story
1: or further Uh, reinforcing the fact that the monarchy will always make us smile after a period (laughs) of depression yeah guaranteed
0: (laughs) well that's the joy of the monarchy that and just that like this was like a true sort of like final fantasy style lord of the rings style like (laughs) epic and like all we're doing now is like cocking around with stupid pirate adventures and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> i don't know i don't I, I, you know not just i'm not selling it short or anything it's you know because <laughs> i just kind There's of find it funny that d- piracy
1: yeah. everywhere yeah you have it, to have some piracy oh, during yeah, the yeah.
0: time. it's just i don't know i i that's not to say that the stuff that we've been playing in D D hasn't got like narrative weight or there isn't anything especially kind of in the main run sort of storyline there is definitely stuff going on but I just, I like, I don't know. It just sort of tickles me that it's like, you know, this isn't Lord of the Rings. You are, you are in the appendices to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I feel like I'm. That sounds a lot like I'm selling it short, but yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um Aww. So yeah, I don't think. I mean, because this is a little bit longer. And we're. D- this is kind of tying in with the the summer camp thing again. I don't think I'm gonna. Unless you've got one, I was gonna say. We're not. We're going to skip over the whole pitch me a random thing thing again, unless oh, you've got was one not to hand. Prepared. Exactly. Yet, yeah. no, it's fine. I'm yeah. Not yeah. No, maybe the, next time is, I'll yeah. give you two. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll maybe hold you to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Like you know, on the on the last one, Eden didn't either, because the, these are kind of specific to the the um, summer camp thing, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, so and today we've we spent an hour talking over one prompt, which is good. <laughs> so yeah, fun times. You've um, loads to work with yeah yeah i'm gonna actually have to write this now aren't i damn <laughs> but uh you have
1: too much work there
0: oh yeah i always do that it's not good i've got i've got a i haven't written up what we came up with last time about <laughs> per amber and everything like, I, I updated the map oh. and everything i just haven't sat down and ri- written it and yeah it'll happen one day when i have nothing Pel-Ambar. else
1: to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that session was really fun
0: yeah stupid,
1: uh, stupid elf
0: that's a dumb story and I like I say I just haven't like I mean I've had time because I play video games and things whatever you yeah. know get off my back but um <laughs> it's uh yeah I'll, I'll do it one day it's it's there we've got it recorded I can always go back and uh go back and add it um but yeah I think we'll call that to uh, call that to a close um here uh have you got anything to plug I writing? don't.
1: Uh, well, besides, um, do I have anything to plug? I don't have anything to plug, but I always plug pennons. Yeah,
0: we've got and yourself, Plummet going on on there. Yeah,
1: and we did do. Oh, there is a poll actually. I don't know if this will go up.
0: Well, this is going up. Um, this is going up this Thursday. So, yeah. Also, oh, like I'm
1: listening to, I'm I'm probably going to lose the poll to be fair I'm not really fast because Azerbaijan is hilarious it's yeah Um,
0: I'm just happy that I'm ahead of them okay so some context um uh Amy and I and uh Lexa and Matt uh well the two of them who you both you'll hear them next week in our pirate adventure which I will get to in a second um we all ran uh Matt ran us through uh, a new kind of concept for sort of like d and d sort of adjacent kind of podcast where we would described a sort of crime scene and given a bunch of details, we got to ask some questions, and then we had to kind of come up with what had happened, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, sort of.
1: we stumbled across a total party kill, yeah, um where it was literally like um it's like Cluedo almost and you that you've got it, but there's no it's you're described the scene. You can ask questions about the scene, get more information and it helps you create your own idea of what happened to these poor individuals that are have been killed somehow. Mm. Um and it was quite a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I definitely need to needed a piece of paper and a pen <laughs> because everything kept changing every question that someone asked. Oh, yeah, I was that, like, ah.
0: I, I had that problem as well because I was like. I'm
1: glad as well that we had time. We had like five minutes to Yeah, we sort of collect up, our ideas. To gather it. our thoughts, gather yeah. our thoughts and, and get a, an idea, a string a, a string of story for Matt. Mm. And uh, you guys could vote on it. It, it, it was on Twitter. Yeah, so um, yeah, it check, check it passed. out
0: on, um, on the Penance RPG uh, podcast feed. It's called CSITPK.
1: It's... Yes if it's not there then i'm afraid you missed it but if we do another one i'm sure there'll be another poll
0: i think that the episode still be up but there is a poll running for at least another d- couple of days i think um, i think so yeah well this is going up on um this episode's going up on thursday just behind the curtain listeners we are recording this on tuesday uh so
1: you might have one day you, you might have, have one day. day i think
0: the poll might be running till friday so head on over to there and um give it a listen Pick, your, pick who you think gave the, uh, the most convincing or the best story, I guess. And, um, yeah. Join the poll, I guess. <laughs> um, I
1: kind of I wish they had just done, like, the titles that they had, that we had for ours. Like, mine was Bad Hair Day. Um,
0: did we come up with titles?
1: I can't remember, but I always got referred to as the Bad Hair Day. And I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, check check that out. And uh, you're also on Twitter, aren't you? With your you got a new handle as well.
1: I did. I finally killed off the other Meg. <laughs> so feels so much better. Um, Re-
0: yeah, the, the handle
1: throne. was yeah, the handle was taken for ages, and then I checked it the other day, and it was it was it was available. And I was like, oh, yay! Now, so, yes. Uh, now <laughs> is my time. I am at. <laughs> and now I am at Meg the Pick, which is my app name.
0: Yeah, it's a little easier to remember it. than what was it? Am underscore Quisitor. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um Quisitor. No, yeah. This is when I first used Twitter. Yeah, when I first arrived at Twitter. I was like, I don't really care. And then, after about three years of not using it, I started using it, and then was like, Yeah, I'm. I'm not this person i need
0: to change this yeah i'm kind of locked in at this point to i'm still using aj heretic 666 which is sort of like it's been my email like i was like an email that i picked when i was like 13 because i was into mm, slipknot i just kind of keep using it but it's not particularly like marketable not marketable it's not what i mean but you know what i mean like yeah it's not my name
1: (laughs) yeah it's like i have my professional like for like job applications oh, yeah, or, yeah. I got or a, things that I have my is... professional and then I have like two junk kind of mm. emails that I that I use for like uh newsletters or or like gig tickets and things like that. Yeah. And one is literally just for spam where I have to like put my email address in but I don't want to actually look at it. <laughs> like you have to put your email address in for things and you're like oh do I do I have <laughs> to have this crap oh give it to my junk one
0: yeah i mean i <laughs> um, i mean sort of say that i've been trying to think of like a, a twitter handle that isn't taken that i could take that is vaguely closer to my name than that just to be a bit more kind of like okay you know this is this is you know i'm not 13 anymore <laughs> sort of thing um but uh yeah anyway uh we will be uh, there's another few days left of World Anvil Summer Camp, um, so we're going to be still posting articles to do with that. Uh, I'm not quite there with the thirty prompts filled yet, so uh, <laughs> I need to get writing on that. But um, so yeah, keep checking back. We're going to be tweeting out the uh, the links to that from our Twitter on App uh, Ten with Dice. And uh, yeah, next week we are starting a brand new kind of three part sort of pirate adventure uh, d d thing set in our. Um, custom setting of Valana as well uh amy you're in it playing roxy the bard
1: yes my my monosyllabic teethling
0: yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> being joined by uh matt and uh lexa of uh dead horse podcast is playing uh matt well matt's playing an elderly uh dragonborn um called overdire and alexa's playing a uh human kind of wizard sort of I think she's playing a wizard witch. class isn't she I yeah
1: she, yeah I think she she's a wizard class but I think she's she's like I'm a witch
0: yeah she's just playing I'm like a, a she's playing an anime character is what she's doing
1: yes um
0: <laughs> called uh Marie so uh yeah it was a lot of fun i'm actually I'm super happy with how how it's turned out um so I'm, I'm hoping uh hope you all tune in for that so that's that's next week um okay so unless there's anything else to add um you can get in contact with... It. Oh, we should probably actually mention again the Call of Cthulhu Q&A thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of mentioned it last week in the intro. Um, we are at some point... We haven't got a date set for recording yet, but I have set a cut-off for everybody. If you want to ask us a question for that, um, you're going to have to send in... You can send it by uh, Facebook, comment, Twitter, tweet us out, or tweet it at us, or send us a private message on either one if you don't want it to, um, you know be out there uh, or you can email them to us uh pretendingwithice at outlook.com and if you want to ask us a question you should get it to us by saturday the 3rd of august so you got oh, a week or so to get those in when this goes up um so yeah i mean that should be fun it's all all about our call of cthulhu campaign that, that ended last week so yeah
1: which was hilarious
0: i think yeah i'm, I'm pretty <laughs> i'm pretty pleased with how that kind of wrapped up so oh that yeah. was hilarious yeah um, okay so yeah without I mean as I said uh, you can get in contact with us Twitter Facebook both of which are at pretendwithdice uh, email us pretendingwithdice at outlook.com and we'll see you all next week for some fun on the high seas <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye
1: bye